Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I'm your other host, Caitlin, and we are so excited to be bringing you this holiday special extravaganza. We don't have a title for it at the time of recording, so I can't even tell you the crazy name we've come up with, but it is a... uh, collaboration between Blast Points, Talking Bay 94, and Sky Talkers talking about this year in Star Wars. And you guys know these guys are some of our favorite podcasters. We absolutely love them. And it was it was such a fun like holiday special time. Yeah. I think that Brandon, Jason, and Gabe and us talk basically every day about mm-hmm. Star Wars. So we've been really wanting to do a team-up episode. We've done them before in the past, but We've wanted we wanted to do one before the year ended and a holiday special reflection felt like the perfect opportunity. I will say this episode is a little chaotic <laughs> because there's five people recording at the same time. So I just want to say um, I minimally edited this. I I think that it's better that it's like more conversational, but just an FYI. You said Lucy Goosey before we started and it's super Lucy Goosey and fun, which is so great. Like Kayla and I are actually recording this intro at 12:35 whenever we pm or am am <laughs> whenever we re- record with these guys it's always like a late night <laughs> so <laughs> um it's always a little chaotic it's always so fun though and we couldn't be bigger fans of each of their podcasts so definitely check them out check out Talking Bay 94 for incredible interviews with mm-hmm. everyone behind the scenes who's ever been involved in Star Wars Honestly, Brandon is such a great interviewer and the interviews are never longer than like 30 minutes, honestly. And they're always just, I learned so much. They're jam-packed. It's like the perfect amount, you know? And then Blast Points is just a weekly deep dive into the weird, the wonderful, the amazing Star Wars and like such a positive sense. And they're just such a good podcast. They're just filled with so much joy. And they also are such great producers of the podcast, like the music that they add. Everything is just literally Star Wars podcast excellence. So Mm -hmm. if you're not listening to Blast Points, we couldn't recommend them any more than we do. And we're so grateful for their friendship. And I know we have a lot of overlap in our listeners, so it's probably a lot of um, things that you already know. But without further ado, I think we should get started into our holiday special, our looking back at 2023. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? Okay, so we're all together. It's Blast Points. It's Talking Bay 94. It's Sky Talkers. We're talking all things 2023 all together in a special holiday team up and couldn't be more excited to be here tonight with you all. Oh my gosh. And I think one of the things, because we were trying to figure out like, should we do something? This would be fun. And I think what why we decided on 2023 and talking about it as a whole is we we were able to experience a lot of this together. In a variety of capacities. Um, and I think that made it even more fun, uh, whether it was just us talking about it afterwards or being able to experience stuff in person together at some points. So so we kind of just wanted to like reminisce and talk through what I think was a very good year for, for Star Wars and for being a Star Wars fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And what we began 2023, if you can believe it, January 4th, was the premiere of the Bad Batch season two? That's crazy. That, that feels so early. I we have all the dates written out of certain things, you know, that they happen throughout the year. And January fourth, just 
I don't know. That just feels like a weird date <laughs> for it to premiere that I, I can't remember it at all. You know what I mean? It just seems so, so long ago. Just like starting the new year with the new resolutions, yeah. all about the Bad Batch. It was so good. That yeah. season, I I can't give enough praise to the animation, Lucasfilm animation for the Bad Batch season two. I think that they did so many great things. Specifically, the thing that sticks out in my brain is the crosshair episodes that... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they had did in the bad batch and the way that it ended i mean it's so freaking devastating but it was just so i don't want to get into spoilers but it was just so good um and i feel like it was an improvement on season one which i also thought was amazing too and it just i don't know thinking about it now just makes me even more excited for hopefully getting season three very soon yeah because it's still like after having our our dose of serious star wars with andor like getting even serious or star wars right. from from animation was kind of it was surprising at first but then thinking back of how good star wars animation has been for so long like it's not surprising that it's like oh yeah of course they're going to give us some of the best stuff because they really know what they're doing and they also yeah. they ended that season again no spoilers i guess but like the end of that season was such like interesting questions that we have not like really gotten resolved or had even teased and then we had so much star wars since then that it's almost like now that we're talking about it right now i'm like oh my god like yes of course like the mount Titan, like it's all just crazy stuff so mm. we'll the see. freaking zillow beast hello <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah finally <laughs> like, we finally know what happened i keep thinking about the i guess it was like the mid-season finale with the episodes with the senate and clones rights and uh yes. Chuchi, right? And yeah, Palpatine. Yeah, casually. Uh, those episodes just blew my mind. I remember seeing them and being like, "Wow, they're really, they're really going for it with this storyline with the clones and what's happening to them, and like really digging into the politics of it." It was so great. It's really awesome too to think about too with both seasons of Bad Batch that we're still getting. There were sixteen episodes in each season too. Like, it's as fun as all the live action shows have Mm -hmm. been like six or eight episodes, like goes by so quickly that it's kind of fun with bad batch where it's like, get a good, what, three months of just bad batch every week. Yes. So that's where I think I'm really excited to see with season three. Like if they're sticking to that format and we're going to get, you know, a big batch of bad batch. batch. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, we're, we're recording this right now. They've not announced, season three yet and we'll talk about what we hope in 2024 but i assume we're getting it next year and i assume it's going to be great and it's the last season right so it's going to be yeah it's gonna be something <laughs> i'm really know, excited man. to see how they wrap it up though kind of knowing that we're headed into the last season i feel like that's always better than finding out after the yeah. season is over you know yeah. <laughs> um yeah. But yeah, I'm really looking forward because like you said, there's so many interesting questions that the show has posed about this time period and the clones and everything with cloning and what's happening where we've left some of our characters. Again, don't really want to get into spoilers or maybe we can, but it's going to be a really interesting season to see how they wrap it up. I just can't wait to see where Omega lands, honestly, Mm -hmm. because I think I really want her to cross paths with Boba Fett somehow, but maybe it won't be in this season but or in the um, story i want yeah that would be an interesting we'll talk about the future of star wars animation but can you imagine like a boba fett omega and then also like the new character that they introduced like like if it's like a fett family show the fett family holiday special 
Yeah. <laughs> or even, I mean, again, Book of Boba Fett season two, I know right. they were talking about like Omega coming back or something like that, but if you have like full blood siblings now running around, uh, interesting. Could be interesting. Yeah. It, se- it seems like it was a big deal for them to decide that this new character is that. Right tied to Boba Fett and not ever have them interact would be such a, such a shame. Yeah, if it doesn't happen for... next season, it'll definitely happen in the future. Like there's a reason if they don't do something with it in season three, that, you know, the seeds are being planted for it yeah. because it is such an interesting dynamic. You can't leave it there forever. Leave it hanging forever. Yeah. I do one, one final bad batch note that is not about the plot itself, but is about, animation pushing itself which is like this might be the most beautiful star wars animated mm-hmm. show i think like just i'm when we're talking about i just keep thinking about like the backgrounds and the planets and the environments and it's like the beautiful lighting and like how it's all been makes it like feel so important and so grounded and it's remember really, really that really like islandy cool. planet yeah. at the very end with the tsunami Pabu. and everything yeah yeah oh, pabu yeah more yeah more star wars food yes yes <laughs> yeah there's so much food it was so yeah. great uh. I love. I couldn't tell you what else happened in the episode because I was just thinking about the <laughs> the, the Star Wars sushi, the tsunami, the tsunami, and then the Omega has a friend, friend. and they're out oh, on the boat, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Tech has a, has you know his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's quality Star Wars, guys. It's, so it's quality. Oh yes. man, I love what? Pabu. Those were some of my favorite episodes, just because it was so happy and so pretty and so bountiful <laughs> with food. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because they talked about it a lot throughout the season too. Wrecker was always like, "I'm so hungry." <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. That's maybe one of the high points of the season was yeah we got Wrecker. He got to eat well, Wookie that, food, and then yeah. he got to eat yeah uh, space sushi. And I'm trying to think what else he ate. Oh, that was such a good episode too with uh, Gunji. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It, there and were the, and, some standouts like the whole season. Yeah flaps it's no, so there was good. no skips yeah. there was no skips None. like it, yeah. and zero filler it was so good even like faster in the beginning the the oh. pod racing that isn't oh yeah that was so good so funny so good also in retrospect like a really good tech up episode mm-hmm. yeah it was it really yeah. was and wasn't krennic in the show anyway i know we, yeah. we said like yes why you should be reflecting on these things we watch them and if we rewatch them we do we like I haven't rewatched it in a while. Like we're, we're so lucky as star Wars fans to have this like absolute bounty of, I'm looking at the list of things that came out this past year and even like the year before and everything, we just keep getting well fed yeah. just like yeah. wrecker on Pabu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I was looking back at 2023 and I was like, man, this, this year had so much stuff. Like, is this, have we had the most this year? And then I looked at 2022 and I was like, oh, 2022 is pretty, <laughs> pretty packed <laughs> as well. So like, yeah, we've really been getting just stuffed with Star Wars goodness. <laughs> and speaking of what it was March 1st, Bad Batch season two was still going on and the Mandalorian season three began. That's wild to even think about. That we were having both at the same time. And yeah. we were like, all right, like life is good. Yeah. <laughs> we really would have like... to wake up and decide which one we were going to watch first, right? Yeah. 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 Decisions. 
I think I always did Mandalorian just because I felt like that would get spoiled faster. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. But it was a tough choice every every Wednesday. I mean, every time I made that choice, I felt bad because I just am right. such an animation supporter. <laughs> but I, you're so right. The reason was spoilers. Like, I can't go through my day. Right. And we'll talk about it. But in August, when we got to Ahsoka, like, they switched the time that it premiered yeah. to 9 p.m. or 6 p.m. Yes. And it was just, like, the best choice ever. And when you have to wake up in the morning or stay up super late, you really have to make these tough choices, you know? When... <laughs> When you could now, if that was happening, we could have, you know, we could start the night with Mandalorian and then finish the night with the Bad Batch, like back to back versus like early in the morning or in the middle of the night. It's a totally different vibe. Yeah. 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 So looking Mando back on. Three. Sorry. Yeah. Looking back. Yeah. So looking back on Mando season three, what, 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 how are we all feeling about it? It was a wild season. It, it was, it was wild. It was, yeah. it, was a journey. it was a lot. It was a lot. And I, I, yeah. I I loved it. I loved yeah. it too. And I think it's, <laughs> it's funny because I feel like it gets... Th- this is a funny group that we're all with because we're just like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 yeah, I just, I feel like I've seen more and more people critique season three, but season three was the most fun I had with The Mandalorian in all seasons. Like I loved every single episode and was just like thrilled every week to get a new Mandalorian episode. And I loved it. I loved the Bo-Katan story. I loved going back to Mandalore. Yeah. Jack um, Black and Lizzo episode. Yeah, the Lizzo. Yeah, the Lizzo, Lizzo. Are you yeah. I loved that Which, episode. That episode starting with the like forbidden love between the the uh, <laughs> the squid head and the Mon Calamari. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, the fact that the rest of the episode was so outrageous that you forgot about those like first five minutes with her in the in the tank flying her ship in the in the tank. But I love like... you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I want to. There are two standouts for me with Mando season three. One is on the same note is Gorian Shard. I think maybe oh my the gosh. greatest like yes. alien design, incredible. Uh-huh. Yes. I want to see him forever. I was like truly sad when he died. Like I was pissed. Or did he? I know. I know. <laughs> and we were all talking. And anyway, I was I was yeah. so confident that he was going to survive, and then he didn't survive, and it like gutted me truly. I was so pissed. Or uh, and same with the the first the first mate the the Ugnot first Vane. Uh, oh 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 no no on the ship yes yeah, yes the, oh, yeah, yeah the, the little, little skipper with the mustache yeah. Yeah. yeah in the sweater crazy yeah, yeah. but the uh, but the big standout for me Mando season three maybe if we're talking about like favorite moments of Star Wars in twenty twenty three period would be Ahmed Best Keller and Beck oh like oh. Maybe yes. the most perfect oh, yeah. like who would yeah. save Yoda or who would save Grogu like that was I was like, out incredible. of my seat like yes I was like crying like it was so it was so perfect and like fan service but done. In in the correct perfect way, I felt like yeah. like really, the music was also so good. Uh, I keep thinking about it. I keep watching it sometimes just to get myself pumped up. Um, just the best, really the best. Yeah, and him escaping in Padme's shuttle. Ah, yeah. and there's still a story to be told. Probably like maybe yeah. in a season four or in a movie, we see something. Um, could be crazy. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely not the last time we see that character. It can't be. It cannot be. I hope not. Well, I loved reading too because they did um, a couple interviews with him afterwards too about like the design of his costume and mm-hmm. you know bringing Keller and Beck into the Mandalorian and all of that and how involved he was. It was just it was super cool and it was such a great moment. Yeah, like you said, it was fan service, but it it felt so organic and natural to the story too. 
I still think the the convert to the Dr. Pershing episode. Oh yeah, that was, was fascinating. A, a real standout and just a, a, a change of pace. You know, we have a little Mando Bo-Katan at the beginning and the end, but in the whole middle, this side, this very tragic side story about Dr. Mm-hmm. Pershing, and I think just planting seeds for future stories in there. And it's just that was so dark and so weird. I loved it. Well, and seeing Coruscant too in this time period, and we did get like a little tour of Coruscant. It was yeah. it was very cool, and like the fair they went to with the music too, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. with it the was... with the resistance march, wasn't yeah. that? Right? I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 crazy. Yeah. It was like Coruscant and the opera house. The oh, opera yeah. house. oh my god! Oh, wow. I yeah. totally yeah. forgot yeah. we went oh. there. <laughs> yes, yeah, in the in the fancy Mon Calamari yeah. with the shiny head. Yes. Yeah. Then yeah, I, I remember they had like their rations too that everyone was talking about. Their little biscuit little rations, wafer their cookies. little cookies. Yeah. I feel like that's a good example of an episode that us fans like dig into because we're like what does it mean where is it going <laughs> and I, I feel like I loved that one and I can't wait to see because I feel like that's an episode where I'm like oh we're playing the long game here there's a story right. mm-hmm. that we're slowly telling through different like bottle episodes in each of the seasons about the new republic about the good guys the bad guys and things like that and how was that ever going to come out in the future and I feel like these are like the small seeds like basically the purgles of the mm. like the rebels the episodes that yeah exactly like that will come back later and I could that this episode was like screaming that to me honestly yeah, and then yeah, I can st- with with Mando kind of working for the new republic right like even oh the Mandalorian yeah. epi- the ending yeah, the, the, the happy ending yeah. in the world yeah, yeah. oh sure, sure, sure yeah it's yeah it's just like so sweet and the best ever and just gave me the best endorphins that could yeah. Star Wars could ever give me I mean well, yeah it's could, it's I don't we ask for anything more, more? yeah I, I kind of want that to be the end of them I don't know, I know. like with the little fade out the the Dial of Destiny ending I don't know yeah like nothing better happened to their cute little house that's the they thing just, I, I of course I want more, but I'm happy yeah. to have them live in in uh, eternally at this happy little homestead that they have together. Uh, they can stay there forever and be happy, and I'll be happy too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can move on. Yeah. Then while Mando was still going on, April seventh was Star Wars, the beginning of Star Wars Celebration London. You all were there. Gabe and I were breaking a couch, talking to Silver from Star Wars Thrifting all every day. So let's hear from you guys, because you guys were on the floor. You guys were working. You you did panels while mm-hmm. you were there. Um, yeah, and we got some pretty heavy-duty announcements during that weekend. It feels like such a blur to me, <laughs> Star Wars Celebration, if I'm being completely honest. It was so fun. What, something cool was that Sky Talkers' panel was back to back with talking bay 94's panel so it was just like really cool that that existed so um right in the next room was brandon after us so that was really cool but yeah so many cool announcements getting to see like the announcement of thrawn being in ahsoka and like that entire panel um i'm trying to think the showcase was also like literally insane and never ending uh, uh, also like, like in somehow, the best way somehow like, we got in there i don't yeah. i don't even know yeah that's Some, a whole story that oh, yeah. we still probably cannot tell yeah uh, it's like dark magic and sky talkers got in 
in a I've, truly insane way. I have just no like, idea what that would be like. I really don't yeah, know. Yeah, we, yeah. we definitely do that in Chicago as well. <laughs> yeah. It's never <laughs> happened. Yeah, before. Anaheim. The, I, don't, I don't know. I, oh, yeah, in Anaheim. Yeah. yeah, no idea how yeah. that. Yeah, I have no experience with that. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm going through my pictures just to like try to like see what happened at that showcase, and it was Acolyte, and they had the Wookie come out, and that was huge. The 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 Jonas Wookie that was so out. cool, yeah, and that was like again big pop. And we also then saw when... footage, by the way, yes. from yeah. the Acolyte, which hasn't been released to the public still. Yes, and then they announced all of the, the they put that timeline up, and they put all those uh-huh. aliens up on the stage. And then Daisy Ridley then came the, out, yeah. right? Like, that's, oh that's a huge. Was that the Was that the Mandalorian kid panel, Jason? Yeah. So was that the first one? Yeah, yes. No, yeah. <laughs> it was great because Gabe and I were up at. Oh God, what time did we wake up? Like five a.m. every day. Yeah, yeah. We were four up or at five, four or five a.m. Like Our eyes are still half shut, and <laughs> we're we're furiously like texting back and forth with you all, and we found a kid live streaming it from the floor on youtube (laughs) and he he was this kid who was so excited about the mandalorian and he just kept yelling mandalorian Mandalorian!" (laughs) so yeah yeah, they showed us the new episode that night too that's right yeah yeah Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, the yeah. fact that they also announced new Star Wars movies, which was like seems like the biggest thing that came out right. of Star right. Wars celebration. Dave Filoni on the stage, James Mangold on the stage, and then they announced the Ray movie, like you mentioned, with Ray yeah. Ray Huge. coming out. Huge. Yeah, I remember because they brought all the creatures out first, and we all kind of thought that was the end of the like. Panel, oh, this is just a devotion we like, to like ILM oh, is, and the creature yeah, shop. Like, like that's great, really Perfect. cool. But is is this the end? Like, I don't know. It felt kind of like a weird ending point, but you could tell they were playing that they were ending the panel, and then suddenly it was like, "LOL, Daisy Ridley's here. We're doing movie." <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Oh my. Yeah. Still. So. When you guys were there, because it was the rumors, like, oh, my God, Daisy Ridley, we, we think she's going to be at the panel and all this stuff. When it was all going down, you guys were in the room. What was that energy like? It was insane. It was, it insane. was really nice. It was really nice to have was, that positive nice. energy around the sequels, though, you know, because it's just like, again, we're kind of in a weird bubble and you see stuff. But like people were so happy to see Daisy Ridley that it was mm-hmm. like a, almost like a. Like you could like breathe. You're like, okay, yes. Like people are excited for like the future of Star Wars and the future of Star Wars that has been kind of defined. Um, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, I felt like it was really positive. Like the screams were never as loud as they were when Daisy came on stage. Yeah. Which I think shit says a lot. And I don't, I honestly don't think that came through in people's videos because what happens is the iPhone muffles the sound. And I swear it was, like every it was shaking in the room it was everyone was so excited in the, the james mangold the birth of the jedi movie and the big filoni mando universe super team up movie too all very very exciting a lot yeah and uh and mangold had already come out earlier for indie and had shown mm-hmm. like 10 minutes of indie which was already like oh, yeah. they had just shown me 10 minutes of indie and it was the it was the tuck tuck chase, chase. Mm-hmm. And I was just like out of breath. I was again. We, we've talked about how sweating. sweaty I am. I was, I was so sweaty. <laughs> I was so sweaty. It was like two and a half hours in there. Yeah, it was. Really yeah, it was like the timestamps. It was two and a half hours. Wow. When we got in there, and then sat and waited, waiting for like. 
three or four yeah. hours. So, did was that where did they have all the the uh, sequel trilogy creatures on stage? Yeah. Was that during that? Yeah, yeah. that was okay. Because the because the at least watching from home, the like every day there was a little bit of the interview with uh, Neil Scanlon and like showing off each of the creatures was probably yeah. like one of our our high points from home because we got like thirty seconds of it each day. That's great. Didn't they they displayed them by the Star Wars show stage right i think so when did they switch them out every day or was it the same no they they were they were new every day or at least they added to the different displays yeah okay yeah i never really went over to that area as much as i would like it was near the star wars show live stage Mm -hmm. um yeah Uh, the other and again we talked about but that's when they announced thrawn was later at the ahsoka specific panel uh and Lars came out and also that Ray was there. Uh mm-hmm. Stevenson was there. Uh which was which was crazy. And uh, what else was announced? Bad batch Ooh. ending. And then we oh, saw yeah. the oh, yeah. we, we saw, saw a trailer. A trailer. Yeah. yeah. That again has not been released to the public and Omega has longer hair. Yeah. So do you remember Jason was the did the Bad Batch one end up on line or did that one not i feel like we didn't see that one we no we watched it we watched did it. we yeah we Maybe were the hustling. feed cut out we were hot we were, <laughs> but we we saw the trailer but i think we only saw it once but we did watch the, the bad bad okay. panel we did i couldn't remember it was it was very early in the morning and that was like yeah. that was like yeah. sunday we were on like day yeah. three at that point. yeah <laughs> i ate so many so many digestive biscuits oh like God. that's all i <laughs> ate all day every yes. day yeah you good, gotta yeah yeah yeah, yeah they were yeah. good shout out to our friends did, star wars sessions sent us the british food <laughs> gift bag gift yeah. Bags. yeah yes tea and digestive biscuits that's all we were eating was digestive all, you need all to we were eating was there was an indian restaurant called dashoom and that's Literally. where how many we ate there three times i think, uh, I think we ate there three times together but charles and i think <laughs> went there four. yeah four or five times yeah I mean, it's that's, great that's if you're in London, it's really yeah. good awesome. And it was Very like good. close to our hotel, so it worked. But it was, it was literally yeah. attached to our hotel. <laughs> yeah. But also, our hotel was also right next to the Andor filming locations too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which was uh, we were walking all together to might have been to Dishoom or uh, for to dinner, but we, we were like, oh, this is the Imperial Security Bureau oh, wow. scene, and it was like a weird. It was great. It was a great so, time. I I yeah. Loved we were bummed that you guys weren't there. We missed it you was guys fun so catching much. Up on your feed. And yeah. we would always try to, for the listener, we did try to make it to the daily Blast Points recording because we we'd always be in the car together. Like, oh, let's call Jason and Gabe right now. And then like we would text Jason and then like an hour later, he'd be like, oh, yeah, we just stopped. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah. We tried. Yeah. It was a lot. It was, it was a, a yeah. much later or whatever. Did did any of you get to go to the Doug Chang talk? Oh, that was no, so good. no, no. Because that was one of the, that was another of the, like the highlights from home. Because that was like the closest thing we've got to a, a season three like and and book a Boba art book. Oh, interesting. Because he was he was going into a bunch of the concept art from the show and Obi Wan. Was that live streamed? Yeah, and Obi Wan. Right on the YouTube yeah. right now. Oh, if cool. I, I, think, I think it is. I ho- it should be because we want yeah, it. Oh, that would be. I must watch. Yeah. Everyone, his oh, panels yeah, are huge. always top tier, and yeah. we we never end up making it to his panels, which is always such a bummer. I know. If we would have been there, we probably would have missed it too. Which, <laughs> so it was kind of nice that we yeah. were home. We we're like, okay, we're gonna finally we're gonna get to watch this yeah. because it's the only thing they're showing right now. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> but luckily, it's good stuff. That was late in our celebration experience too, and with that kind of 
woke us both up. We were like, whoa, this is really good. We got to snap out of our, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and shout out to okay. Silver too, because Gabe and I were getting up at five to start watching all the celebration coverage. It was pitch black and it was cold. <laughs> and, but Silver, yeah, think about that. She was in California and yeah. she was getting up at two. Wow. Oh gosh. Crazy. Truly the queen yeah. of Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Um, I'm looking. I, I scrolled all the way back to April in my Twitter feed to see what I was posting about. The only <laughs> other thing that uh, shook me out of my uh, stupor was Pelion. They they showed us uh, the Mandalorian penultimate episode early at the Mandalorian. Right. No, at the showcase. When when was that? When it was at that? night. They like oh, made yeah, us they invite us back. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, didn't the showcase they showed the first ten minutes? They like showed yeah. the, they the showed hologram Pelion scene. Then. Yeah. 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 Uh, and again, that kind of like messed me up. <laughs> right? I was like, okay, <laughs> and then we went back for that. And I think that penultimate episode is really great. And yeah. I, that was a lot of fun to watch with the crowd, uh, with the Praetorian guards and everything. Watching uh, the Mandalorian with a crowd is such so a joy. Well, like I Star really, Wars, I think you get to watch with a crowd is yeah, it, so fun, especially a crowd of Star Wars fans. It's just right. such. Yeah. I really. One wish that I had that I have is that Mandalorian episodes would be released, like at least some good, like really good ones, some action heavy ones would be released in theaters. And I was really happy that they did that with Ahsoka this season. We didn't get to go, but I feel like it is still really cool that they recognize the value of putting it in a theater. And I hope that that continues in the future. Let's do it with Acolyte. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was the the Skeleton Crew trailer and the announcement for Tales mm. of the Jedi season two. Yeah. Yes. Also, just just uh, one comment: the kids yeah. on the Skeleton Crew are the won me over. I think that Caitlin and I were kind of like, oh, how do we feel about the Skeleton Crew? Like, they really hype up Jude Law, and it's really funny, <laughs> and <laughs> it's just like really random. It feels really random, but the Jude kids, Law. The ki- yeah. yeah, Jude Law, and it's like <laughs> yeah. really oh, great, good. Hey, I Amazing. love Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm a big fan of AI, artificial that's intelligence. True. Well, I, yeah. I love the holiday, so I feel like it's <laughs> we, we, all, we all have our favorite Jude Law. Yeah, we all, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's going to be great, but the kids are so cute and they were so excited. Yeah, um, they were. And this, this, what we saw from it seems very action heavy and like very fun. And um, who are the who are the people that directed uh, everything everywhere all at once? Right, the Daniels. The Daniels. The Daniels. Yeah, you know they're directing an episode or two of yeah. Skeleton. I mean, that's yeah. super cool. That's great. Yeah. That we have an Oscar-winning director <laughs> directing this show. I hope it comes out soon. Please. That always drives me crazy too, because it's like they aren't directing an episode; they already did direct an episode, right? Like a year yeah. ago. Like it's just like it's yeah. you know, it's like these these things exist. Relativity. Just, yeah, we just have to Time's wait. Yeah. Well, we can move and talk about other Star Wars in the theater, and talk about the Jedi re-release right it wasn't yeah. the next thing on the oh my god april 28th can you believe so, that yeah you had this in the notes and i was like wait that was this year well, i was wow right. i was there yeah. <laughs> i experienced it <laughs> yeah. that was caitlin's oh. only time seeing an original trilogy movie in the movie theater wow. yeah that's true yeah. It's my, me too actually yeah. so me cool. too 
Yeah. 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 I got to take my nieces to it. We finished watching oh. Star Wars with them for the like the whole saga That's for so the first great. time this year. And I remember we were in the car and we we're in the middle of the sequel trilogy is what we were watching. And I was like, okay, we're going back. We're watching Return of the Jedi. And they're like, well, why are we like watching it again? They like didn't get it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let me. <laughs> why are we watching it again? <laughs> let, me, let me introduce Like you in a theater. Because we hadn't finished the saga yet. Because they were like, why don't we just finish i think the next one was the last jedi they were like why don't we watch the last jedi today i'm like no 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 this <laughs> i've never seen this movie in theaters so you at the ripe age of nine getting to see it in theaters is 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 important so also the, we're gonna the concept of just like questioning re-watching something is just <laughs> actually hilarious given yeah. us on well, this I've podcast been very right much now. like we have to get <laughs> the, through the, the saga you know what i mean yeah. But I was like, we're going to get a big a big thing of popcorn and a soda and we're going to sit there and it's going to be the best time ever and it's going to be great. <laughs> and then we'll watch The Last Jedi later. <laughs> <laughs> it was it so was, fun though. It, was, it is very nice to see any Star Wars on a big screen and especially original trilogy and especially like with a crowd that's excited and, you know, everyone's there because they want to watch it. And yeah. it's just very nice for everyone to be talking about Jedi for a week or two, right? That totally. was a very fun... Yeah. Our theater my theater was packed, was packed. Yep. yeah wow yeah. jinx yeah <laughs> i feel like i we saw it i saw it with a bunch of sky talkers listeners which was also really exciting because we were all clapping at like the same points <laughs> like <laughs> the redemption's happening it's like yes <laughs> you know it's just so good and return of the jedi is just an absolute perfect movie i want more star wars in the movie theater i just a broken record about this i <laughs> want it so, so bad because well, so we, are we yeah. it's we, like because they why? did empire in, in covid <laughs> right they, they did empire yeah. in COVID, and that was kind of a bummer but it was nice i, I went and saw that at a drive-in which was fun that's cool because uh, mm. it was co- you know you're and so but you, it's still not like a communal thing yeah. in that sense but i guess a new hope has to be for the would that be 50th what is it? oh my 50th? god yeah but next, know. you know we got uh, the 25th uh, anniversary of phantom menace next year yeah Mm, yeah, that uh, uh, which which could tie D re-release, yeah, which, which could tie in really nice with Acolyte too. Think about that. True, very mm. true. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I am thinking. I'm thinking hard. And and High Republic is that ending next year? Uh, like the like the phase three, phase three technically. Yeah. So that's interesting, though, right? Because like that is the pre Phantom Menace time. Yeah, yeah. and they it's, still haven't. Released Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith 3D. Uh, don't even remind me. Either, yeah. Right? Like, there's there's could, finally a chance to, could be crazy. an excuse and to do it over exist, the next. Right? Like, you know, oh, yeah, no, they were well, made. Yes. They were, and they were screened. They, yeah. Gabe and, I, yeah. Gabe and I were there for Attack of the Clones. Hilariously, yeah. though, we all fell asleep. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the one they fell asleep. Celebration. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, they showed it at Celebration. They showed it at a couple, like, just events around, I think, at, LA like ILM thing so Attack of the Clones has been shown a few times and yeah Sith has a, was at least at Celebration if not at maybe one one other thing somewhere so yeah they they are for real well 3D releases are still a thing like right yeah. we were just talking about all the James Cameron re-releases that were yeah. happening are happening before we started recording like those are 3D some are at least like what come yeah, on Titanic Titanic was 3D yeah Let's do it. Uh, this would because 2027 is the 50th of Star Wars. Yes, right. And I feel like that's when they'd be like, "Here is your 4K Star Wars unaltered." 
Right? I feel like that's probably when they're like, here it wow. is. That, that, would would they do it though? Would they do that? I don't know. I feel like they have to. It's like, it is the one, like now that we have the Abyss and True Lies, honestly, like as a 4K collector, there aren't that many other major things that people are quote unquote missing from their collections besides the unaltered Star Wars trilogy. And I love the special editions, obviously. It would just be such an interesting I just thing don't know if they're have. ever going to do that, Brandon. Like, I just, I feel like... You guys are killing me. No, I'm trying to be hopeful. I, Look no, to the future. How do to live? I, I agree. I just feel like you you needed a reason to live. Like, I'm here for you and I'm here for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank I, just, you. I, I just think that Lucasfilm really considers the special editions like, yeah. above everything. Yeah, especially, yeah. Because yeah. you got to think that there was like a whole page in the contract yeah, when he I'm sold saying. it like like <laughs> you know you can do whatever you want like but pages. like it's it's a lot yeah. in there yeah just just for that here's the and thing though, still it, it's been screened recently though at after celebration anaheim i was gonna say an extra day to go to the academy museum because they were screening it with dykstra true the original unaltered and that was through that, Marsha. but do you think that was yeah. because it was it was that's probably like dykstra and they could show or, what no, I know, they nominated. I know. Well, it technically in the film archives, in the National Film Archives in DC, it technically, I believe, is the special edition and not yeah. the 77 edition, which is odd. That is and that's weird. a big point of contention. I could be wrong, and I'm sure Caitlin, you gotta the, research that. The despecialized yeah. guys will come after me, but I think that's what it is right now. Um again, this is me just trying to like manifest i'm here for yeah. it okay brandon yeah. i'm here for it yeah. i want Thank it you. i just don't know if it's gonna happen <laughs> i'm here for it. It, it it's not a hell i can die on personally though because i <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah. what i will find what's it. more more go ahead yeah i was gonna say we're, we're more likely to get a, another version of the special edition <laughs> I, I would love that i would love that so much i want more little changes because that's what's happening again with the abyss and with true lies everyone's like oh they like added something i'm like that's great give me give yeah. me more of that i love this I, I tinkering i just feel like if if they did do that that's that's for a very particular audience it's for a very certain group of people that even care like little kids that would go to a re-release of the original masterpiece star wars would not care if they, oh, sure. they you know they'd be yeah. and if it was different they'd be like why is this different than the version i've watched on disney plus over and over and then you'd be like oh well you see and you know it changed and in 1997 <laughs> and then the, you know and you're they fully don't. educated and you yeah. know. I, and i love kids, that little kids don't care you know yeah. and that, and, Guys, and you'd, I... you'd want little kids to go and see star wars you know yeah I looked up about the National Film Registry. This is from Wikipedia, so take mm -hmm. it as you will. But it says, in 1989, the United States Library of Congress named Star Wars among its first selections to the National Film Registry as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant at the time. It was the most recent film to be selected, and it was the only film from the 1970s to be chosen. Although Lucas declined to provide the library with a workable copy of the original film upon request, instead offering the special edition, a viewable <laughs> scan was made of the original copyright deposit print <laughs> that's so funny i love that that's the yeah. most george Great. lucas thing that ever happened he's right? so yeah. cool the lack of a commercially available version of the 1977 original theatrical edit of the film since early 80s vhs releases has spawned numerous restorations by disgruntled fans over the years yeah yeah we know see yeah, i feel like that's why they can't it's like show that the original the original original yeah. 
And if they were, like, why wouldn't you put the original version in, like, a like finally make this, like, $600 box set just full of all kinds of nonsense and then put oh, yeah. them in there so yeah, everybody has to, like, if you want it, you have to buy totally. the, the $600 version. Like, yeah. the yeah. um, like the Blu-ray the release was, like, yeah. such a big yeah. deal and had all this extra stuff. And also, those are different than the special editions. Right. So, yeah. If they, you guys, if they you guys know they, a lot more about the differences and different tracks and things like that than Keelan the, and I do. The, the Blast Points guys are the experts. Yeah, you guys the are the audio. experts. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, audio which, which Baru are we? Is it going to be the stereo? Is it going to be the mono? Is it going to be the 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 seventy nine re release version? Is it going to be the international cut, which was a you know a hodgepodge? Like, what are we going to do? What what audio which mix? Which Baru is it? Yeah, yeah. which Baru I, are we getting? I feel like when I got, because I got the special edition DVD box set the first year, like in Christmas of 05 or 06, whenever I first watched Star Wars. And I think I probably assumed that special edition was just that it's in a box set. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I definitely explained it to you, Caitlin. Maybe it went over your head, but definitely explained it to you. There's a lot going on, so because my, my parents were always like, "This is different. This is just different," <laughs> and it's it's just like the I think it's just the precursor that comes with watching Star Wars is like you know this has yeah. changed a lot, a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Well, let's let's all pray for the Phantom Menace 25th anniversary next. Year. I'm praying. Yeah. I'm on yeah. my hands and knees. There's a logo, right? Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, a logo. logo. Yep. So yeah. it's real in a sense. Things so are happening. There's action figures coming out. Yeah. So let, yeah. let's go. Yeah, maybe maybe there'll be a Blu-ray with more videos from George Lucas talking about Phantom Menace <laughs> with dishes in the background. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the back of a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, there's like the full uncut 45 minute version of that video filmed in an airport. Like I can't. <laughs> yeah, the best. Oh, the best. Mm-hmm. So also the day that uh, Return of the Jedi was back in movie theaters, Jedi Survivor, the uh, much anticipated wow. sequel to Jedi Fallen Order came out, continuing the story of Cal Kestis and very popular video game series. Um, I believe I'm I'm just started playing it about a month or so ago and i'm almost done with the story and i think i'm of the group i'm the only one that's played the game right love that you're for a us gamer, yeah. you're a gamer yeah. boy yeah. 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 I think so. yeah. it's, it's very good i will say this it is very very good it is it's, I, yeah it's it i when it came out I, I read a lot of people saying that it was uh you know the original game was super fun but it had things that kind of everyone agreed on that it could be improved and this the sequel has improved it but overall i one thing i'm enjoying is the story of the game it's got a really good story that connects to the high republic and it connects to things that happened in the obi-wan show and it's got a little bit of andor in it and it's a totally new story and it's got night sister stuff in it and i'm it's just like this is a really cool story and i'm i'm invested in that so yeah bravo to Jedi Survivor. I really want to be a gamer boy. Maybe 2024 is yeah. when I get a PS5 or something. Because I only have a Switch right now, which I really love. Me but too. I don't. I, I, I've never had like a modern gen video game system nope. in that capacity. And But like these games and like Battlefront 2 and even Squadrons. I've been like, oh, I've been really missing out. So... Yeah. I played uh, I played Star Wars Lego. I bought that on my Switch. <laughs> I love Star Wars. Those right. are so yeah, great. Those are I good actually games. just picked it, like turned it on the other day, and I realized that I had stopped at the pod race in the Phantom oh. Menace, and I was like, "All right, we're doing this." <laughs> <laughs> those and are I so wanted, fun, though. I won. They're it, so it was good. really fun. Yeah, I was really excited to go through the Rise of Skywalker on that. I was like, "Let's do this." 
good movie. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I feel, we, uh, <laughs> I feel like just one comment about Jedi Survivor because I feel like we're not giving the listener enough, honestly, because it's just sad that we are not invested in this. But I feel like the art and the design of mm-hmm. the game is so good, so yeah. much so that I want I bought the art of book for the previous oh, game i need to do that it's a really it's a beautiful book and i don't i didn't even play the game but i just feel like the art is sort of it really touches on a lot of different periods of star wars and harkens back to like older like old republic stuff i guess and it's it's just really cool um i i really want to play it I, ho- I hope someday i can well, the neat thing that the Obi-Wan show worked in the Fortress Inquisitoris, which is still such a great name, in from the game into the Obi-Wan show, which is still a really cool touch. Yeah. I really need to play those two games someday. No. I really I have no I have no excuse not to play them. We're all making it. Twitch channels in twenty twenty four. We're all this is it. Yeah. I'll be playing it's... Lego Star Wars on my Twitch channel. <laughs> I'll I'll be up front with it. <laughs> That's what well, I'm doing. I... You can actually go and you can go to like Target and buy a PlayStation 5 now. So that's, yeah. yeah. Well, then we just had what, just days to recover from the Return of the Jedi re release. People were still playing Survivor. And we had May the 4th, where we got, amongst other things, Visions Season 2, the incredible yeah. Star Wars Vision Season 2. So good. So good. So oh my God. So good. I really know how it would top Volume 1. And it completely topped volume one. And I love, I love volume one. But volume two was just so, the stories were just even somehow even more varied. And it was great to see all these different studios from around the world and what they were bringing to Star Wars. And Visions also always has such great, like the featurettes they do for each of the Mm. episodes are just so incredible. It's just such a fun experience to watch visions and i'm so glad that they they're continuing it right or right yeah. <laughs> Am I well, that right they yeah they they have a comic series out now that is like new stories from comic artists that are one-offs and that just came out maybe a month ago and i still have not picked up my copy there's an artist called peach momoko who's she's brilliant and that's like how they're spinning it off right now and i hope that there's a season three of the actual animated as well but yeah it's i been, hope so too yeah, I got to think there is at this point, I would hope, but it's, I still like, I could have swore like season one was last year. I know. It was like, right. Yeah. So it's like with, you know, we probably won't hear about a season three for another year because, you know, everybody's working on the stuff. So ho- hopefully it's going to happen. But I was just really I- wowed by the expansion of doing a bunch of different studios across the world. And I thought that was yeah. such a brilliant move. Screechers yeah. Reach, though, really oh. stands out <sighs> to me, and I think about it a lot. And I think it just won an award, and it deserves that award, whatever that award is. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like any award, just the sound design, the voice acting, visuals, the haunting nature of that entire short. Yeah, yeah. literally so beautiful. And I loved what each of these studios brought to Star Wars, and I think that's I think Star Wars needs more of this, and. I think that's why it remains one of the coolest things Star Wars has ever done. Well, it seems like I'm maybe I'm thinking of this wrong, but I feel like we've kind of finally moved away from the big push for everything to be so canon and interconnected. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I know I'm kind of out of the loop on the comics and stuff right now, but like, it does seem like even just by having visions and then even with the live action shows kind of spreading out in their time frames from each other, like we're getting things that are connected, but it's, there's a little bit more looseness to it now, which seems to be allowing the, the, the different shows and things to kind of stretch out a little bit. It's just I mean, nice to have it, that flexibility. Yeah. And it's so visions to me, and I've said it before and I, I, I still a season two cemented it. I think visions as a whole, right? If you add the two seasons and you add the book, the Ronin book, mm-hmm. I think it might be my favorite Disney, like post Disney acquisition Star Wars thing, period. I really think so. Just with like how it has pushed Star Wars in, in total and like what it feels like and what it's done. And season two was like, really, I really loved it so much. And I keep revisiting it probably once every couple months. Cause it's just like a really nice way to like watch something Star Wars for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And it feels so unique and so fun. It's just so fun to dive into these worlds and stories that are so, right, we recognize them as Star Wars, but they're all so unique and so different and so singular. It's just, it's incredible. Like, Aou's song is the one that always stands out to me from volume two. Mm -hmm. And I just... I, I was so wowed by the whole season. And then I was like, can they? And then The Pit, I think, is the one, the episode right before Aoi's song. And I was like, that was that one was just incredible. And then yeah. I was like, how can they, like, what's this ending going to be? Can it top everything I've already seen? And it was, I wanted to reach into that world and just be in it. It was just so colorful, so tangible. But then the story was so beautiful, too, and so emotional. And but I feel that way about all of the Visions episodes, honestly. it's mm-hmm. They really are just so incredible. And then you have something like I Am Your Mother on the, you know, just, <laughs> yes. so just yeah. so fun <laughs> and so crazy. And it's something, Charlotte and Caitlin, you were talking about in your uh, recent Patreon episode where people say, oh, Lucasfilm, they're afraid to take risks and they're playing it safe and all this stuff. And it's like, well just six months ago or seven months ago or whatever, we had vision season two, which is exactly its whole thing is pushing the boundaries of what star Wars storytelling can be. And yeah. I love it for that. I love that we get these complete, like Gabe, like you were saying, these like, who cares about Canon? Like, yeah. let's just tell a very unique, interesting story in the star Wars galaxy. Yeah. It's so great. I think the other thing too, especially coming out of the writers and actors strike of like th- thinking about all the really horrible things that have happened because of streaming, that there are actually good things that came out of kind of things switching over to streaming services. Because like if there wasn't Disney Plus, like I don't know if we would have got a Visions one and two because yeah. it's like yeah, absolutely. Where, where would they where sure. would they have released them right? They like would probably wouldn't put that on tv and maybe it would just come out on a dvd or something and like would people just buy that to see star wars animation so like it's kind of it's cool that at least you know with everything changing that we are getting some benefits from it and and disney has this place they need to put stuff and we're getting some really cool stuff that we might not have ordinarily gotten yeah i think that's that is the benefit of streaming is that there's willingness to experiment because of the need for output right um I think if I can again with the benefits of streaming I think there's been like so many arguments for like it's not great for actors and that's why the strike existed but I feel like 
when I think about Star Wars animation and visions, I guess is included in this. Um, so many people discovered Star Wars animation through streaming when yeah. Clone Wars was put on Netflix. That was when the popularity of the Clone Wars like blew through the roof. Right. And I think that people are continuing to access these sort of uh, maybe not mainstream projects like, like visions um, through streaming. And I'm just really thankful for that. And I'm really like glad that we live in we're Star Wars fans where Lucasfilm was willing to make these risks, I guess, or take these risks with yeah. these different studios because this can't be cheap either. I think about this a lot. Like yeah. this entire project and they, f they flew everyone from say, every yeah. single studio to Star Wars celebration. I cannot, I'll never get over this. Some of them, some people came from South Africa. Like, those flights are not like it's just insane. <laughs> I I don't know how I'm just really proud, I guess, is was what I'm trying to convey of yeah. Lucasfilm for taking these risks um monetarily uh to produce like such great art, I guess. That's a good reminder too. I can't remember. Did we didn't talk about the visions two panel at celebration, did we? Like before we were think talking so. about celebration. It was a really good because, one. Yeah, that it was really yeah, that good. was another crazy one because that one, you know, we could see from here and it was also like, wow, they're talking to everybody. Yeah. 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 They screened they screened I'm your mother, which was great because that was the one I had the biggest question mark for because it was like Dennis Lawson is back. I'm like, <laughs> how is he? I want I need to know. Uh, and also just like, and the UK was, of it all. Like we yeah. were there and yeah. it makes sense that that would be the one that they would show, you know? Yeah. It was great. Uh, and then we all went to a little panel afterwards with, with everybody uh, in a private little area. Like a press conference. And that was also very, yeah, that was very interesting because I had never really been to something like that before, like that, but also with everyone's language barriers and how everyone was talking, it was a very interesting and like almost uplifting kind of mm -hmm. look at, at like making Star Wars and being part of that. It was very cool. Well, I think that's always an important thing too to bring up when you have like the international uh, thing going on is like all the stuff we kind of deal with of just, you know, people being grumpy about star Wars. Like, I don't think that happens as much in other parts of the world because of the <laughs> language. Like they're, they're not getting, you know, always getting the, the, they're getting their version of it and you know, they don't have as much drama, I think. So there's just like, there's more love uh, <laughs> when you, the same day that Visions came out, talking about like animation, how they're kind of not even pushing boundaries, but growing as a company. But Young Jedi Adventures also came out May the fourth of this year, and that uh, that's really great. That that's been such a nice thing to see, kind of grow and 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 start its own fandom and its own kind of uh, group of of kids that are learning Star Wars for the first time. It's I love Nubs's world, and we're just living in it. I know. So true. <laughs> My friends' kids love the show too. Like talk about it all the time and i think that's a true testament of, <laughs> of whether or not it's successful and yeah they love it the the toys for young jedi adventure are so cute i see them in the store all the time and they're just they're so cute i just the the design of all the characters it's just it really does feel perfect for that age group and like it, it really is reaching them yeah mm-hmm yeah, I thought it was great. I yeah, the episodes that I watched, I was like, "This is really good. This is perfect for a, an introduction to Star Wars for young kids and the High Republic of it all." It was like, "This is great. This is just great." And yeah, Nub's Nation has been 
beautiful. Like Nubs was what <laughs> at the the big Comic Con in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. The, the oh, life size yeah. nubs. The life size nubs. Doing... Yeah, so good. So good. Who was in the life size nub suit? That's what I want to know. I know, right? We need to figure that out. Also, we need the life size nub suit at like every event ever Everywhere. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. mad he wasn't at celebration. I know. I know. You know they must have had him. It's kind of like when they. There were the plans of having the Jedi training, uh, Jedi Temple Adventures set being at Celebration, mm-hmm. but it was canceled for COVID. Mm-hmm. And and it was like the kids could have run through it. And I'm sure oh. I, I could have convinced somebody to let me run through that. At the end of the convention. <laughs> and I'm still like, that is still like one of the things I'm like, I would have paid $100 to like <laughs> run through that. And say with like, would I pay $50 to like get a picture with nubs? Yes. Yeah. Would I pay $100 to wear the nubs costume? Maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> if y'all need somebody just call me up uh for the next con if anyone from lucasfilm is listening I'll, I'll wear the nub suit for for airfare or something <laughs> the problem is that everyone knows how sweaty you get maybe they let me keep you. it if it's yeah if it's, if it's so sweaty they're like no you can just have it it's okay brandon just keep it yeah well, that, that's a pretty good transition going into June, and there was uh, there was the one thing, day. yeah, there was one thing that dominated our entire month of June 2023. <laughs> that little thing, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, yeah, so we were all there together. It was the, the the most surreal night of our day, night of our lives. We saw saw the movie together. Where where God, do we even begin? Best. Yeah, where do we start? Know, like, how do what we? How do we? To say, I, I just it was incredible. well. There's so much. Okay, first like, off, Jason is, and but... Gabe and Brandon have so much to say more than Caitlin and I do. I feel like <laughs> yeah. about their experience because like we lost you guys for like 30 minutes on the red carpet. I lost <laughs> myself. I, I don't know where I went. <laughs> well, we all went in together, we, but I'm not sure. We all came we out together. We, <laughs> we got to give credit to Brandon because we lost you guys on the way in and thought oh they said they were going to take their time but we were like oh they must have just walked through and we were like we took our past time everything gotta be honest well you guys yeah took longer but we yeah. <laughs> no we 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 did it the first time we like we were already yeah, out we were and we were like, like wait back at the end we're, yeah and then we saw you guys come out and we were like wait where were they yeah. <laughs> and then and then i was just like okay well that was cool well, i guess we're done and then brandon was like come on we're going back. <laughs> and we went like the wrong way down the carpet yeah. to get back into the thick of it. Oh my right. God. Yeah. With the, with the promise of like, I'm going to introduce you guys to John Noel. Well, wasn't even that. No, it was not that. Let's, let's back up a little bit. Where our friends, our friends, Tori and Savannah were in the fan pit, right? So they were in a different section of the, the premiere than we were, but they were able to text us and be like, Hey, that's hey, hey, Quan is here, or hey, uh, yeah. Steven's here, or hey, because they were seeing George them Lewis first. They were yeah. seeing yeah. them like five coming, minutes yeah. before. Yeah, and so then it would they were the spies. We need to be like, oh my god, okay, like let's just like figure this out. Let's see what's going on. Because I guess to backtrack a tiny bit, um, Charlotte, Caitlin, Maggie, and I, my wife, were, went to Willow, and what they told me at Willow was, you need to take your time down the carpet. Because, like, once you're down, you're done. Like, you know, like, take your pictures, get the things you need for Instagram, enjoy the moment. Uh, and then for this, it was a very different sort of beast. Because it was it was probably three times the size of the Will one that I had been to. And it was also Indiana Jones. So I was, like, very overwhelmed. <laughs> and then I guess we can uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll sidetrack a tiny bit because – 
we truly get in there and we're there and I'm kind of just like standing at the edge because they've separated the like influencers and the general press from like the actual celebrities. But the step and repeat is away from us. And that's where Harrison Ford and Calissa Flockhart were walking. And so I'm just kind of standing there just like enjoying being 10 feet, 15 feet away from Harrison Ford. I'm like, this is, you know, this is great. And then I'm standing there and the guy next to me starts beckoning Harrison over. And he's like, Harrison, hey. And I'm like, what, what's going, what are you doing? But then Harrison comes over and he's like really happy to see the guy. And the guy's like, thank you so much for inviting me to the premiere. And he shakes his hand. He's like, this is my wife. Thanks for getting her in. And this is blah, blah, blah. But then Harrison assumes that I am also part of this group. <laughs> and so then Harrison shakes my hand and I'm like, oh, great to meet you. Have a great night. And then, so then at that moment though, like I get to touch Harrison Ford. I get to say hi. He's not pissed to see me. Right. Which is a, a crazy <laughs> thing. But I think that's where this kind of like, like I didn't go insane, but it was like, cause everyone was kind of, every, we were with a bunch of friends. A bunch of our friends were there, which was really nice. It was really fun. It was like a mini celebration. A lot of the people from Star Wars Twitter were there. But everyone was kind of like looking at me like, are you okay? And I was, <laughs> you know, not, I was like about to throw up. Yeah. But it really kind of, it was like the adrenaline and the sweat. Yeah. You, you got then, powered up. It really you, you like kind of. You crazed look in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was something I was not expecting or not trying to do at all, right? So then it was kind of like, oh, like let's see what happens now. Like oh anything is possible. But really the, the main thing that happened was just me, Jason, and Gabe walking up and down that carpet. <laughs> Just like not even not yeah. even bothering anybody or doing anything out of the ordinary. It was just like it really kind of taking it all in and like be like, yeah. there's there's George Lucas, there's Steven Spielberg, they are twenty feet away from us. And oh my god, uh, it was a there's pretty- Kathleen Kennedy's twin sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so crazy. It's so weird. To see- Her name is Connie, right? Like it's so weird to see Connie. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, like, like that's still. I think as much as it was insane to see everyone, that's the high point. It's like I saw Kathleen Kennedy's twin yeah. sister next to Kathleen Kennedy. Exactly. And then I, I really think the the one thing that like. I wouldn't have done normally, but I did in that moment again, just being whatever I was doing was I just interviewed John Knoll for Star Wars Insider and he did not know who I was. I'd met him briefly when I was in San Francisco (laughs) as well a couple weeks before. And so like, but I saw him walking down the carpet on our side. Like he was in, in the influencer and press area rather than like on the step and repeat. And that was when I was with Jason and Gabe. And I was like, guys, stop. And I just turned to John Noel and I'm like, John, I'd love for you to meet Jason and Gabe. And I don't know why I said that or how I did that, but he was very nice and he shook their hands. And that's like, I'm sure you all have all seen the photos of them talking. Oh, I lost God. my mind. Yeah. Jason did such a good job though. Did I though? Did I? No, no, no. It was Jason really was good. mumbling about how his wife works at Briarwood Mall. <laughs> And John Noel didn't know what was going on, and John Noel's wife was laughing hysterically at the whole situation. So we knew we were okay because his wife thought it was, it was so good. It was, uh, and I would just kind of take, took a step back, and I would just like really took that all in because if nothing else had happened that entire day, that was maybe the greatest moment it was them finally yeah. meeting him and i think at the uh, end it was just like i love you i love what you do i, 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 I love everything you've yeah, ever done yeah, pretty, pretty much and then yeah. and then like immediately after that get a text from savannah and tori spielberg is coming and i look to my left i literally look to my left and i see steven spielberg walking by himself waving at people and my stomach dropped like yeah. like i'm on a roller coaster and then i like yeah, steven spielberg walks right past me and i like freaked out and i just said mr spielberg i love you and then 
<laughs> he looked at me and smiled. And I was yeah. like, well, I think I said to Gabe, I was like, well, that's it. I can die now. I, and then, yeah, and then it was yeah. another text from Savannah and Tori, like, don't go anywhere. Lucas is coming. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. there oh, is just Crazy. That was insane. When we got that text, oh. we were at the end taking photos, like, with the props. And we turn around and we're like, there's, there's Steven, there's George and they're really close together. Oh my God. This is like, and just like you said, your stomach sort of just drops and you're like, this is wow. They're right there. They're right there. These people that like are mythic figures in our heads are just living, breathing humans right there on the same carpet as us walking in to watch the same movie as us. Like, this is so weird. This is just where are we? What is happening? And how did yeah. we get here? Yeah. It's, it's George. Yeah, G- it's George crazy. made eye contact with me, and I immediately looked away. I was like, "No, no, no!" It's too powerful. It's too no, powerful. yeah, you yeah. might, you might turn to stone. Yeah. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to acknowledge me. No. Yeah. What's so great is Cheryl and I were we're at the end, like we were separated for quite some time from you guys, and so we finally all get to our seats, and like we were just taking pictures, and you guys were like, oh, "Listen, here's what happened." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we like lived two very different lives in that forty five minutes on the carpet. <laughs> oh my god! Well, but then we got to see the movie, oh, and so and it started though with like a, an incredible intro and. And then we we were even saying though like it was weird. We saw everybody. We saw George. We saw you know Steven Spielberg. We didn't see Kate Capshaw, but but it was like it was weird not seeing John Williams. And truly, like then they opened the curtain and there's John Williams, and he plays three songs. He plays Mutt's theme from oh Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like this is the greatest day uh, possible. I just really. like I need we, to stop being surprised when Lucasfilm like opens a curtain and John Williams in a full orchestra is back there. Like, yeah. But if I have two nickels. Right? If I had a nickel every time, I'd have two nickels. It's and we so were all crazy. We were all in the same row, but we weren't sitting next to each other. No, I'm like, yeah. Brandon and Maggie were off, like, from Gabe, where Gabe and I are. Brandon and Maggie were off to the left, and Sky Talkers, you were off to our right. Mm-hmm. But when John, like, when the John Williams thing came out, we all were just, like, looking at each other. Like, oh, my God, can you believe? <laughs> yeah. We're all seeing yeah. the same thing, right? We're not, yeah, not hallucinating. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, and, and the movie then yes, was great. Yes, it was the yes, thing. Like, yes. like it, it could have all been like, oh, like that would have been great. And the movie was kind of disappointing, but at least we had that experience. But like the more I think about Dial of Destiny, the more I'm just like so in love with it and so happy yeah. with it. And so it's such a powerful thing. And they took some risks and those risks really worked, in my opinion, yeah. at least. Yeah. And that's a really beautiful thing that, that we all got to kind of experience that. I mean, that just hero and that character. I we went into it like spoiler free, didn't know anything about it. And I think that last act like really threw us and it was so great to experience it with like a full theater and just fellow fans and just like really go on that ride. And then just the best part is the fact that we all got to talk about it after together in person over in and out over drinks. It was so fun. It was just like the best ever. I want to relive that day forever. Yeah. And I, I, you know, we, we say thanks to Lucasfilm a lot. We say thanks to all the people over there, but like that, like in my time as a Star Wars fan and I've done a lot and y'all have done a lot, like that might be the greatest, like kind of like culmination of me as a Mm -hmm. fan. And Mm -hmm. uh, that really like meant, meant the world Yeah, and getting to share it with y'all and, and my wife. And it's been a really, that was a really special special thing. Yeah. We love Maggie. We're glad that she was there too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maggie's even though I 
potentially scared her away earlier tonight by talking about the movie Cocoon. So <laughs> yeah, Maggie, Maggie, before we started recording, Maggie came in and said hi. Dave came in and started talking about Cocoon, the movie. And Maggie was like, I gotta go. <laughs> well, she <laughs> literally just peaced out. <laughs> It was like 30 <laughs> seconds later. Uh, no, but she made. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Oh. I, couldn't bring my, I couldn't bring my dog, Indiana, who is my 2023 new friend. Um, the dogs were not allowed on the red carpet, which was, you know, a bummer. But Huge bummer. Time. Yeah. Indiana Jones 6, maybe. Maybe she'll come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the experience of a lifetime. So, yeah. so <laughs> grateful. So grateful on every level. Yeah. So then, Potentially the craziest day of my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was up for over twenty four hours. So worth it. Um, yeah, so worth it. I'd do it yeah. again tomorrow. So then we had the summer. The summer started out on a high, and then the strikes began. Things started getting. What are we all doing? How are we all adapting to this? And then in August twenty second, Ahsoka began. It was it was a strange time for for us because none of us were talking about Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and we were talking to each other about it. Very yeah, thankful but, that we had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were recording episodes. I know at least like Sky Talkers and Gabe and I, we were just doing episodes that only we were hearing. And but yeah, what a, what a strange time, but what a great show. Strange time, amazing show. Really glad that we all were able to talk about it together. And what was so funny is every single episode, I feel like in our group chat, we were always like, another great, another banger, great one. <laughs> every single time. Like, it was never like, not so sure about that one. It was like, not, yep. they, they can't miss. Like, just yeah. what a great one. Love Loved Star it. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah. And man, that was so good. And, you know, Caitlin and I were talking to our friend Silver yesterday, actually, at the time of recording, and we were just talking about how, like, we're just so happy for Dave Filoni, and I feel like when you've been a fan as long as we all have, right, it was just like, oh, wow, this is this show is Dave Filoni's, like, dream, and it's just really fun to watch his dream come to life, I guess, and... It was just like a privilege as a fan and a fan of his and a fan of Ahsoka, the character for so long and for 15 freaking years to finally now have this like live action show where live action Ahsoka meets live action Anakin Skywalker. And that was like Hayden Christensen as Anakin acknowledging Ahsoka is something that actually broke my brain and I'll actually never recover. Ever. Yeah, if you, if you had told me in 2010 that that would happen, I would have called you a liar a hundred percent yeah yeah you you wouldn't be here today because you would have turned into that's dust. Absolutely. yeah that's very true <laughs> i just the experience of Ahsoka was so it was so strange just i think all of us are so online all the time and uh, we're all podcasters too and so then to not be able to talk about it really online or in the podcasting format it was like i truly haven't had that experience since you know before for the past six years really which is kind of crazy so it was such a weird experience of living in this void of how we were talking about it and containing that conversation to like our group chats and then you know to our podcasts in the void and stuff like that but it was still such a good time too with the show. And I was so excited every week to see what, what craziness would come up and then to be surprised by Hayden Christensen every week, because he was there so much. 
I mean, that's a whole thing to talk like beyond just the show being great and the the rebels characters being great, and we can talk about the new characters, but the the Hayden Christensen of it all, and I know I, I'm kind of setting it up for for you two, Charlotte and Caitlin, <laughs> but like it was so like we we had already gotten a little bit with Obi Wan, yeah, and that was really nice and really. And I wonder if we hadn't gotten Obi-Wan and we had just gotten this in a vacuum as the first Hayden appearance, sort of, if that would be even different. But it's so nice to see him kind of continue and just be a part of Star Wars and it feels so natural and him be also very good, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just him like showing yeah. up to show up. He is so good in this role and so comfortable and it's really a really beautiful thing to see it again 20 years later. No, he oh. nailed it. And I would say it's actually some of his best acting work as Anakin, maybe like up there yeah. with Revenge of the Sith, uh, yeah. at least like some parts in Revenge of the Sith. And I just really, I felt as, as excited as I was to have him in Obi-Wan Kenobi, this is a bigger, like more for him to do than in Obi-Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi. Um, and I felt like as lifelong fans of Hayden Christensen, I just can't, I actually can't even believe it. I'm just so, just like I said, I was like excited for Dave Filoni and very, happy for him i'm honestly more happy for hayden christensen who deserves all the praise and the love he could possibly get and i'm so happy that he's thrilled to be back in star wars and that we get to witness it and i i really think that this script gave him a lot to do like i think Mm -hmm. keelan and i were like damn like he's (laughs) acting like it's great (laughs) you know (laughs) right He's doing stuff. Yeah. It's just, I'm very, as a huge, huge fan, it's a huge dream come true. It seems like it was extra cool too, like, because, you know, with Kenobi, it was kind of, he was replaying Attack of the Clones, Anakin, and and even as cool as the flashbacks where it was like, oh, he's back to Clone Wars, Anakin, but topping it off with, you know, him being post-Return of the Jedi, this is Anakin now Anakin was yeah. just like the icing on top of like, no, this is like, this is the new, this is new Anakin. Like this is, you know, this is the character with 20 years of Hayden Christensen. He can bring that to this version of Anakin because this is like up to date Anakin, which I was not expecting. And plus seeing, and, and you see up to date Anakin and you see Clone Wars Anakin. And again, it's just like, again, you talk about fan service done right, but you're like, oh, here's Hayden Christensen wearing the Clone Wars armor, talking to a young Ahsoka who, yeah. what's her name? Ariana Greenblatt. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Yep. Yeah. Incredible casting so as well. Right. And like, you see that all and like, oh, ha, ha, blah, blah, blah. Like it's dusty. You can't see the planet or whatever. You know, like everyone was mad, <laughs> but like that, <laughs> that that connection and that environment and how that was all set up you're like if you are like jaded about this as a star wars fan i don't i can't help like, you. i, I don't know what else you can yeah, do i do not really because like, it's so genuinely. cool it is like like star wars can be heartbreaking or uh dramatic or whatever this was just cool mm-hmm. like it was just like cool star wars but done for storytelling purposes and uh i don't know man really ahsoka really pulled a lot of really interesting stuff and then you talk about the new characters, right? And the new actors that came in to inhabit the roles, whether it was Hera or it was Ezra, which I think was Iman did incredible, like incredible, right? Like he is Ezra, yeah. which is so funny. Uh, but then you have Balin and you have Shin. And it's like, oh, like really cool, really interesting Star Wars stuff. 
uh, is happening now. And uh, what else can you ask for? And it had ninjas and witches. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and wolves, and, wolf creatures. And wolves. Yeah. And little turtle and, people. And Jason oh Sadula was there. And Jason Sadula. Yeah. 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 Uh, so good. And Chopper. The, just the list keeps going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, who Yang? How do you? Oh Hu my Yang. god! And yeah. C three PO and like almost and and, and, and a Ziono. Like, are you? Yeah. Are we oh, okay? And Mon Mothma. Yeah, and Mon Mothma. Clancy Brown. Uh, Clancy Brown. Yeah, Guy Cal. It's a good uh, show. <laughs> 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 uh, Again, and, and the show Kevin Kiner's music. Yeah, Kevin Kiner just. Yes. Oh, I yeah. remember Kevin Kiner and the Kiner's yeah. just like fully nailed it. I actually yeah. think one of the first things we sent in our group chat after we watched the first episode was a, it was immediately like, oh my god, this end credit score. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's watch the next episode. And expanding the force and getting into like, you know, like you guys talk about all the time with the weird force stuff. Like, what was the deal with Balin and Shen? What is going on? And the Sabine's journey with the force, which was yeah. so good. So cool. And it, kind of like the end of Mando season three with them at the house, setting up, placing little threads for future stories with okay, so Ezra is back in the New Republic now. What? So what happens next? And Ahsoka and Sabine are on this planet, literally in another galaxy. And you know that's not the last we're going to see of those characters. Yeah. So yeah. where do we go next? It's all really fascinating. Yeah, It's so exciting. I think that Dave did the most brilliant thing by creating a whole other galaxy and making this like mythic story that looks like Narnia and Lord of the Rings all rolled up into Star Wars and just like leveling the playing field, taking Ahsoka out of the sequel trilogy, basically. I think it was just like the most bold move. We talk about bold moves. We talk about the end of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Like this was a bold move. And I will be screaming from the rooftops that it was the right choice for a long time. And I, I really, really hope we get season two so we can see what comes of this but i this will never be the end of ahsoka's character either i think we have learned that (laughs) (laughs) so even if it's not in season two it'll be wrapped up somewhere but um i just i i really thought i loved that ending i and with hayden christensen too oh my god Again, he just appeared, yeah. and it was like, yeah. oh, he's back again. Wow. It, it's it's almost like my brain can't handle the end of the season, because every time I talk about the last episode or think about it, I forget about the Anakin ghost. <laughs> like, until until the last minute, and then it's like, oh, wait. Oh, man. Yeah, he was there, too. <laughs> it's like, it's too much. Balin on the hand of the Mortis God statue. I mean, oh give me God. a break. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Good show. Good show. Good show. Good show. Yeah. Good, show. Good show. So so then also in 2023, we had some awesome book stuff going on. High Republic. Yeah. Timelines. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. From a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. What am I leaving? And, uh, uh, well, you're, uh, what's the Inquisitor book? Rise of the Inquisitor. Oh, yeah. Re- uh, the Rise of the Red Blade. Which uh, I really, if people have not read that. I really, it might be my favorite Star Wars book in the past like five years. Wow. Like, it really, and that's like, uh, uh, I don't say that lightly. I really enjoyed it. It was a really interesting look at that. And if we were talking about 
Fortress Inquisitorius earlier, and it was a good, it was even, it, it really expanded that even more. So uh, really, really fascinating stuff. So a really solid year for publishing. The comics were all interesting. Dark Droids has been fun. Uh, it's all all good stuff. Nothing bad. The the hundred objects book. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yoda's little flute included in that, obviously. Oh my god. Um, The the book uh, nobody nobody knew they needed until it appeared. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Timelines has been so invaluable for doing research. It's just such a fun book. And yeah, and from a certain pre, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, Phil Shostak's incredible story, Kristen oh Baber, it's great, you know, <laughs> I know, some real fun stuff in there, some good ones in there, man. That was some a that was ones. a great anthology. I love that they do that. I know. And now it's, uh, I guess we're waiting now. What fifteen more years for Phantom Menace <laughs> to hit forty, and then run it all back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they could just change the entire way they do it and bring it back for the 25th like we've just that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true but then i'd be mad that they haven't reached out to me yet to write uh, like a uh uh or uh what's his name i was about to say one of the pod racers and i like Odie mandrell. Every pod racer. O- Odie mandrell <laughs> Odie mandrell yeah. <laughs> or a Ben Quadranero story. Oh, let's do it. Let's uh, are you putting it out now publicly that you want yeah, to do that? Right. Like, yes, please. I would love. You know, I would love to do. That would be uh, a great. Instead of like from a certain point of view, the Phantom Menace, just do stories of the pod racers. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and this is changing. Um, this is this races. is. There, there was a oh, StarWars.com webcomic published daily or weekly about the lead up to the Boonta Eve race. Oh my God. That I would download the JPEGs and then I would collect them onto a Word document so I could read them as like a full book. And I have not seen anyone ever talk about it. And I maybe I'm hallucinating it. I'm going to look it up right now on Wikipedia while we're talking. <laughs> but it is, I remember it being so fun and so good and being like, why did Ben Quadraneros' pod explode? Like that kind of stuff. This is crazy. my favorite thing. When you talk with other Star Wars fans, they always have these vague memories of things that they did on the internet, like very early on. <laughs> and it's like, do we just dream that up? And everyone has a story. Every single person has a story. And it's always like, was that lost to time? Like, what was that? And here we go with an, another new here one. Here it is. Pod Racing Tales, <laughs> published in December 2000 as a special holiday wow. treat to fans, courtesy of Dark Horse Comics and StarWars.com. Eight parts, 48 pages. Wow. Uh, give it a look, guys. Uh, it was originally created to be included as a premium in boxes of a fruit snack. Yeah. But- <laughs> that's the good stuff that's the good stuff so yeah uh, all to be said really great year for publishing really awesome stuff and then High Republic I've been really enjoying uh, one thing that's really helped me get even more into High Republic and just publishing in general the audio dramas I can I cannot highly recommend enough so they've been so fun to listen to they're really well done and they're like a fun way for me to like listen to Star Wars while I'm like driving around. Um, so if someone's looking for an, again a fun thing to do while they're driving around their hometown for Christmas or something, this is this is it. I love that Star Wars <laughs> continues in the tradition of the audio drama. I think it's a great Truly. medium for them to do. I just like that you're implying that you're home for Christmas and you're so sick of your family. You're just driving around town <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, again, listening to audio dramas so you don't have to go home. The, yeah. the, the origin story, the origin story of me being on this podcast is six years ago, seven years ago, I was 
pissed off and i was just driving <laughs> my hometown and i was just i was like i need to listen to a star wars podcast and i found blast points and then i was listening to 40 episodes of blast points over christmas break <laughs> and so then i got brain rot yeah. so here i am yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, right. that's real that's, that's real, real story. <laughs> uh, should we talk about 2024 yeah let's okay apparently nothing's happening next yeah, year yeah, star wars is over yeah. <laughs> uh, we've sure. entered another void so we, we know we we can safely assume we're going to get the Bad Batch, uh, the Acolyte, and Skeleton Crew. That's what we can probably assume we're going to mm. get. Um, we uh, as of recording this, we we have no details. Uh, what what do we all think will come first? What what what's what's our what do we think is going to happen? Well, I think we all think yeah. that the Bad Batch Bad is going to be first, yeah. just based off of last year, and it feels like it's done given some of the cast and crew have posted some like the final thing all those all those kind of posts like it feels very final and just like the alignment from last year like we discussed that january 4th was when bad batch season two aired in 2023 so i feel like we're not thinking that it would be that dissimilar so but since it hasn't been announced and it's december and the strike screwed up a lot of timing and pr and marketing and things like that that I would think that's sort of like February, March at this point. Um, but then I think it's Acolyte and then Skeleton Crew. Yeah. And I used to think Skeleton Crew was coming out like literally right now. But again, with the strike, I think that everything shifted and changed. The tricky thing with Bad Batch is Bad Batch seems like it's always been the show where they're not sure when to put it out till the last minute. Yeah. So because the f- wasn't the first season like – not in the winter yeah. wasn't that in the summer it started in may 4th um, right and then we thought season two would be in the in the spring or the summer and then it wasn't and so yeah so anyone that's guess. the one i feel like i haven't <laughs> yeah like this that one might be yeah i don't it feels I just like don't... If, if they would kind of space them out throughout yeah. the year right so like bad batch kicks us off and then that ends we have a month or so whatever it is and then acolyte and then you know same thing with skeleton crew then leading us to the end of the year but truly then who knows yeah i mean we were also supposed to get andor this next year too but because that was paused i feel like that's going to be 2025 now so who knows man but i need i need something to be excited for i really i need it even though we just spent the past year talking about how good star wars was this year and it made me really happy and excited to discuss all that I am very excited to find out what is coming next. Yeah. There, it's a, there's a lot that's, that can happen, that will happen. There's a lot, like all the things we were talking about for this year, some of that were surprises. Yeah. Right? Some of that was like kind of things that we didn't really know was happening. And I'm sure there's a lot of surprises in the works. Yeah. And that's a, that's a very, that's a very cool thing. I don't know. Like that's. There's always, always little things that are surprises. Yeah. Like even young Jedi adventures was like kind of a surprise, mm-hmm, right? Like yeah. we didn't know that was happening. And then all of a sudden it's like part of star Wars and we're talking about it. And that's like something that we joke about and like watch and, and people like, and that's a really, again, it's a fun, nice thing. We need more episodes of biomes. Yeah. Oh my sure. God. We for so sure. do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need we more. Do all Zen here. If we're talking about, well, 2024, we do need, and this is not me, like, but we do need art of books. And yeah. I, it's something that I really miss. We don't have it for what? Mando 3 and or, or Obi-Wan. Or Kenobi or Ahsoka. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Give me all of those. I think there's more 
live action shows that don't have art books than do at this point. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. I loved yeah. getting the art of High Republic book though. Like that was yeah. great. I was like, that's fun. Give me more of this kind of stuff. Yeah, that was so great. And then we got none of it. And I was like, oh. Okay. I need art of Ahsoka. I mean, come on. <laughs> we need that. 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 Those yeah. would be incredible. I mean, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and I see the Mandalorian one and two and it's like, come on. Like, oh, I think that, just, yeah. yeah, no, we have, we have to have three and it needs to complete the shelf. But I think the thing that we all love is the history that goes into and like the detail that goes into an art of book. It serves as like the history of, and right. yeah, it's not the, just art. It is, it is the yeah, full, like, yeah, the, the timeline of it. Yeah. yeah. And we don't really get that as much anymore. Like we used to with the prequels and the original trilogy and, I feel like this is what we're clinging to, and the fact that we haven't gotten the got them in a while is kind of sad, right? Like we yeah. we yeah. need that. We need to overanalyze it. We need those revelations. <laughs> about- we also didn't get any publishing for Indiana Jones, really, yeah. Yeah. and that really kind of bummed me out. Yeah. It was. But- uh- we did get the that documentary that was. Really oh my good. god! And then yes, so good. And uh, if you subscribe to Sky Talkers Patreon, you can listen to them talk about it because uh, it is it is fantastic <laughs> and it deserves to be uh, seen by everybody. It was yeah. so. It fun. blew me it away so by nice. how good it was. I was not expecting it to yeah. to be that in depth and heartfelt. Honestly, yeah. yeah. And some crazy footage that I'd yeah. never seen before. Yeah. And like I thought I'd seen every Indiana Jones footage that had existed. And there's some really cool stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, it's 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 heartwarming to hear you guys say that because Caitlin and I certainly felt like that. And we don't feel like we're as um, in the weeds, I guess, with Indiana Jones behind the scenes content. And I think we still felt like, wow, there's a lot of new stuff here. Yeah. And yeah, also just was. a major focus on Harrison Ford and his whole career. It was just such a joy to walk through. Yeah. And we got to see Harrison Ford give a emotional speech wearing a wetsuit. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was so funny. I was like, he's really in a wetsuit? That's incredible. <laughs> Perfection. We, all the George Lucas dicking around. Yeah, it was crazy. So much. Like, him playing with his friends. And I'm like, oh my God, he's just a little boy. <laughs> he's just like, a little boy. He's, he's, so, he's so cute. Yeah. He's so cute. He's like a little like 26 year old making a movie. Like, <laughs> there was one part where they were, Harrison, they were talking about how Harrison's older. He's like, well, I'm 40. And George is like, yeah, I'm only 38 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just goofing around. <laughs> Yeah, so funny. So good. And I was, I was, I think every time something like that comes out, I, I'm texting Gabe, and it's like they have so much behind the scenes footage that they're just sitting on, sitting on, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! And again, they didn't show. I mean, they did, but they didn't. But there was a whole crystal skull still, still element missing from that too. Yeah, or I'm like, yeah, give me more of that. So. Although, to be fair, there is because I was rewatching Crystal Skull recently, and As the bonus do. features on that DVD. Are actually very in depth. Very and that's good. Really nice. I feel like that's so, the tail end of when DVD bonus features were really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's yeah. really really good. So if people are looking for something to do during again their holiday break, just sit in your room by yourself and watch some Crystal Skull bonus features. <laughs> Sounds great. They're they're all on YouTube too. If you don't if you don't <laughs> yeah, have the are, disc yeah. Uh, nearby, yeah. God bless you. You guys had mentioned the biomes, but the Star Wars Channel doing the lo-fi. Uh, oh, that's so good. I mean, let's give a shout out to marketing in general for Star Wars. I feel yeah. like they've really kind of like done a lot of fun stuff and like Absolutely. kind of around a little bit. They, and that's been really nice. They did the TikTok live stream with the Lothcat, Merle. Yes. For with like Merle. 12 hours. Can you watch so the Lothcat? It was, it was the best. It's so cute. No, it was just yeah. really good social. I think yeah. Brandon and I work in 
marketing and social we were like damn they're really slaying this year like it's so good yeah yeah if, if charlotte and i are saying that you're doing good social that means uh that means it's you're good. doing good yeah. social yeah so round of applause for the marketing yeah. team it just makes it fun like it, it makes star wars just like a fun thing to be a part of and not just like yeah sometimes it would feel like a chore to like yeah. like okay it's time to defend star wars now or whatever it is and you're like that's not but now it's just kind of like yeah star wars is great everyone shut up come and watch, watch the star this wars. cat Totally. Right. And I think we can all agree that yeah, around the sequel trilogy, it was very tense and weird. And it's nowadays they're they're having fun, which is good yeah. to see. Yeah. yeah. I think which we needed good. that. Yeah. Yeah. More fun in twenty twenty four. I think is what we're all trying to say. Like yeah. let's just let's just all kind of take a step back. Let's watch some Bad Batch, hopefully the, the first quarter of the year sometime. And uh, you know, have some fun. Yeah. Well, this has been speaking of fun, this has been so much fun. This is let's do this all the time right let's do it every quarter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i love it i love it. more I'm times so than i put out it. an episode every quarter than if this uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah this is yeah. the absolute best i just i love it so much yeah well and that's the thing too we we've, we've talked about it a lot and it's the part of the the joy of all of these star wars experiences you know having your friends and with with mm-hmm. all of us together and you know probably every single person listening to this they have their core group of star wars fans and you know it's like the great thing like because it's star wars celebration not a star wars convention it's a so it's like right. it's it's yeah. it's a party it's about having a good time and it's about being with your friends and that's yeah so happy we could do this yeah and it is again it's the end of the year and cr is kind of reflective and it is a like the people on this episode and, and talking with you all like that it's been a big thing for me and a, a big joy of, of being a part of it but then also like everyone that we've met and the listeners and the twitter people it's like it's all been such a joy to expand my star wars fandom beyond just like again me in my room reading star wars pod racer web comics you know what i'm talking about <laughs> it, right right yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. it is such a fulfilling fun thing beyond again like talking about canon rules and stuff it's just like oh these are the people that i like and these are the people that i'm friends with and um that's that's star wars for me and yeah. so i appreciate a being a part of this this group of uh, who I think are the best podcasters, uh, Star Wars or otherwise, but also everyone listening and and uh, everyone that you know is anywhere. So yes, well I'm, just, I'm just so yeah, very well yeah. said. I'm just so grateful for this group and for our community, and completely echo what what you all said too. It's just yeah, warm fuzzy feelings all around. Yeah, 2023 has been an insane year and it's been so much fun sharing that insanity with you with you guys as well yeah absolutely it's been such a joy all right that was our holiday extravaganza with blast points jason and gabe and talking bay 94 brandon we had such a good time. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and this walk through 2023. It, I think we talked about it in the show, but it is just so crazy when you start going back and really thinking and reflecting on all of the wonderful things that actually happened in the Star Wars world this year and just how much fun it was too. the different events we were fortunate enough to go to. Um, of course, getting to hang out with the people that we just spent the past hour and a half talking to and all the different shows and books and, and even video games 
some of which were more familiar than others, uh, that came out this year. And it really was just a great year in Star Wars and can't wait for next year. I'm so excited for 2024. It's going to be a great year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Thank you guys again for listening and uh, please, again, if you have not listened to or subscribed to Blast Points or Talking Bay 94, pause this right now and make sure you go and do that. (laughs) But that is going to wrap up this episode for us. So if you would like to find us online to talk to us about Star Wars some more, you can find us on Twitter at SkyDockersPod or our personal handles. Charlotte's is at Crarity and mine is at Caitlin Plusher. We also have our Instagram, Facebook, Threads, I feel like I'm forgetting one. Our email, oh, our website, skytalkers.com. Those are all great places to find us. And if you're interested in other ways to support us and how to get involved in our wonderful Discord community, you can head on over to our Patreon and check out our different reward tiers there. I want to say a huge thank you to these patrons. Megan, Tim, Kara, Imbecilius, Carol, Alexa, Molly, Emma, Jose, Justin, Saber Bouquet, Patty, Stephanie, Rachel, Tim, Adam, Allison, Miss Art, Paul, Charlotte, Nina, and Tadashi. Thank you so much for supporting us. Yes, thank you guys so much. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you.